You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School presented by Privy. And a big thank you to our co-sponsors of the show, Suna and Hashtag Paid. And now a quick shout out to a giant pain in the butt for e-com stores everywhere, getting the right photos and videos to sell your products. Here's the truth. Not a single transaction happens on the internet that doesn't involve a visual. If you're in e-commerce, you need professional photos. That's Suna. They're the virtual content studio. Join over 10,000 merchants who get high quality creative by simply shipping their product, joining their shoot online and paying for the photos they need as they go. Oh, and those photos, they're only $39 each. Your pain point is about to be your secret weapon. Get started today at Suna.co. That's S-O-O-N-A dot co. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I know I've been talking a lot about content lately and specifically generating organic content on a regular basis. So much of that has been around TikTok and founders becoming the megaphone for their story. But I also want to chat about good old blogging. So few D2C brands post blogs regularly, and this really can be the gift that keeps on giving. I remember Taylor Sickard from Winbrand saying organic SEO drove 2 million in sales for their brands last year. And Jason Wong from Doe credits organic content for over a million in revenue. But how do you actually get there, right? What's that first step? What does the process look like day in, day out, executing towards that organic blog and SEO growth? Well, I was chatting with Ben Donovan on his Brand Builder podcast last week, and he was filling me in on how he's starting to see traffic growth from the content that he's generating for his toy brand. He told me a post that he launched just a few weeks back is now generating 10 to 20 visits a day. That may not sound like much, but that's just a single post, right? That probably took an hour or so to write. So I thought it'd be fun to bring Ben on in the midst of getting in his blogging rhythm to understand how he's doing it, how he targets the content, and where it's headed. So Ben, awesome to have you on our show. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate coming on. This is uh, one of my favorite podcasts, so it's an honor to be on. Awesome. So yeah, let's let's start with you. So who are you? You know, tell us about you know the the community you run and, and the STEM brand that you're building. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I started uh, doing different things in e-commerce around 2015, and uh, done a few different things. You know, tried to sell T-shirts, tried to do drop shipping, tried to do print on demand, all of the above. Uh, but really landed on private labeling as something that I wanted to do, and uh, you know, started around 2018 to really uh, drive that forward. And um, we have sort of managed brands and done a whole bunch of different things. But really, in the past couple of years, got passionate about the idea of building a real brand, not just taking sales of random products, but building a real brand that you can grow and one day exit. And uh, so I just felt like there was a really big opportunity in the STEM learning space with the way the world's going with engineering and coding and the development of the metaverse, you know, and all this kind of stuff that's going on. I feel like there's, um, you know, lots of potential there. And so we launched that uh, around about a year ago now. And uh, yeah, we also have a community called Brand Builder University, which is uh, really you know, founded off of helping people launch on Amazon uh, originally. But again, as my uh, passion has grown for brand building, we've really tried to diversify that around, you know, marketing strategies, building out D2C brands, all of the uh, above. So yeah, exciting times. Awesome. And so remind us, what's the name of the STEM brand that you launched? Uh, it's called Super STEM, S-U-P-A, STEM. Super STEM. And you launched about you know, a year and a half ago, it looks like? Uh, just under. The first sale was actually in, I think it was either late February or early March 2021. Awesome. And how's it going since then? 
Yeah, great. Yeah, um, we uh, passed the six-figure milestone in December. Uh, you know, Christmas always helps with toys, so um, so that was cool. Uh, we've had plenty of challenges, as you know, many of the listeners will be aware of. You know, with kind of shoebox-sized products, shipping has made a big impact into our progression and different challenges from one of our main suppliers getting their warehouse set on fire to putting a load of stock that was meant to be going to the US on a boat to the UK. You know, just, yeah, yeah everyday challenges for a founder. But uh, but yeah, we're, we're making some good progress. Good times, yeah. And so you're an Amazon guy, right? Like yeah. that's that's your bread and butter. That's the community you run. So you started uh, Superstem on Amazon. Yeah. And now you're building out D2C on Shopify. Mm -hmm. So what, what prompted that expansion for you? I think, you know, it was always part of the plan. Um, and if we had unlimited budget, unlimited resources, we'd have done them together. But for me, I've always seen Amazon as a really good, uh, a really quick route to uh, substantial revenue. You know, you can quickly grow to 10 to 20K a month on Amazon, uh, not by being an expert marketer, not by, uh, you know, doing anything that's too complicated, but simply by getting your products in front of people, you know, ranking on the right search terms, similar to Google, which we'll talk about today and so that you know is really the big boost that can get you launched effectively but we yeah we were really passionate about not just being uh, a business that sells products on amazon we wanted to be a real brand where people could find us uh, have a social presence create content uh, you know all of that kind of stuff so once we'd seen some consistent revenue sort of six months in that's when we really started to you know build out a plan it's definitely still very much in the early days but build out more of a plan you know so it's not just a web website that's there for uh, anybody just to check us out but actually we can you know drive some significant revenue through so i think it's interesting to, to talk about the contrast of oh. launching on amazon and what you just said yeah. right you're getting your product in search there's some optimization that you've done but it's not that difficult to get to 10 20 dollars uh, of sales through amazon because of the marketplace and the volume yeah. they have there it's the same thing on Shopify, right? You launch a Shopify store and then automatically you get to 10 or 20,000 of sales, right? Yeah, I, I wish, I wish, right? Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's the thing, right? Traffic, traffic is everything. I'm curious, I, I know I didn't put this in the outline, but like a lot of people who launch D2C, their launch strategy is just buying ads. I think it's really great that you're taking kind of the organic traffic and SEO play on DC, but probably valuable for others that are listening to hear why you're not going the, the paid path on launching direct to consumer. Uh, yeah, the biggest reason for us is because it's a long-term play. Um, we honestly, our biggest problem, partly because of the challenges I referenced before, but partly just because of the nature of Amazon and the the volume that it can generate. Our biggest problem is staying in stock. As a new brand, you know, it takes capital to really scale up, as everyone will know. And so, you know, our, our biggest challenge is actually staying in stock on Amazon. We've had, you know, a, a sort of a couple of periods where we've been out of stock for a few weeks, and whereas on your Shopify store, you can, you know, turn on a no 
notify me when we're back in stock and it doesn't really cause you too many issues. Whereas on Amazon, you stock out and you can lose organic ranking very quickly. So it's a big no-no to stock out. And so we haven't been trying to drive significant sales through it yet. But as we scale up our operations, we're uh, as we order more with our suppliers, we're getting improved terms, our cash flow is improving. And so we do have more capacity to take more sales through our website. And so we're starting to put more into that. But again, the reason, you know, why I love SEO for a number of reasons is because it is more of a long-term play and we're building the foundations, not necessarily, you know, desperate to make sales tomorrow if they come, yeah. great, but it's actually about building that foundation so that in a year, two years time, there's a really healthy traffic uh, set up from there. I love that. So last week on your show, we were chatting and you mentioned that it was one of my tweets that actually prompted you to get serious about SEO. It sounds like that was about a year ago. So let's get back to like that first moment. Mm -hmm. you, you say, okay, I'm getting serious about launching D2C. I want to build for the long term, like you're saying. Mm -hmm. What was the first step to kind of get started on SEO for your Shopify store? Uh, YouTube, um, you know, like like most things, is there's a, a knowledge gap, and you, you know you need to learn. And so the, the first thing I did was just start diving into learning more about this. I, I couldn't believe it had been I'd been in e-commerce to some degree for a number of years, and, and never really taken SEO seriously. It always been this thing that's a little bit alien, and you know, not really understanding fully how it worked. And I started to see the potential of it, and. You know, more and more in business, I want to do stuff that compounds. You know, I don't want to just run a campaign that's here today, gone tomorrow. I want my efforts today to still be paying off in a year's time. And so we kind of uh, went down that route, started to learn and uh, yeah, just consumed everything I, I possibly could really. That's awesome. And this morning you tweeted out that last, it was a day last week. I'm just mm. pulling up your tweet. Yeah. You had over a thousand online store sh sessions. Right. So like clearly this this strategy is starting to pay off for you. The um the store session, that was uh that was the organic sessions over a month. Um so the record okay. day was um we had like over seventy uh visits in one day, but all from organic and seventy, eighty percent of that is, is organic search specifically. Amazing. So a uh, monthly session count of over a thousand, yeah, all from organic you know, from a cold start, yeah. right? So like, to me, that's amazing. And that's what I think a lot of people want, even though today the numbers are small, yes, but that's what you've been able to do over the course of a year. So let's let's actually unpack your strategy, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you were, you were, what, watching YouTube videos, by the way, any good ones that you recommend for people? Yeah, I mean, there's a load, to be honest. And um, the route that we took, or that I kind of, um, found myself going down was there's a lot of YouTubers creating content about building content sites. And, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, I'm like, oh, you know, um, shiny object syndrome, maybe I should build some of them out because that's a, you know, a great portfolio. Actually, I'll tell you what it was, the first thing that made me think about it was I, I was thinking about as a brand, how can we invest some of our profits into assets to help us build out more of the brand? And we were looking at content sites and and then I'm thinking like, well, why don't we just apply the principles of this to our brand, you know, existing brand? And, um, and so there's, yeah, honestly, there's so many out there. Okay. All right, so head to YouTube, learn, but yeah. then you know now now you sit down and you say, okay, we want to write content that has to be good, engaging, like quality. But how how are you deciding what to write? 
Yeah, and this has been really the game changer for us because we uh, only really started taking it seriously the last few months in terms of writing content. When we started learning and thinking about it sort of mid uh, last year, it was a case of, yeah, we should probably do this, but like anything, you've got a hundred different priorities. But the more I learned, the more I kept, uh, you know, following people on Twitter and seeing more SEO stuff come up on my timeline, it just kept, you know, reminding me how much more seriously we needed to take this. And uh, we had posted a few bits of content and, you know, we were doing okay. And there was a, a few kind of murmurings of, of ranking and traffic, but really nothing at all. And then uh, we, you know, discovered, or it seems like quite a simple thing, really, but just the principle of high competition, so high traffic, low competition keywords, and, uh, you know, really begun to research what keywords were out there, what people were searching, and the visibility of seeing what people were searching, but what also had low competition uh, for us was a game changer. You know, there will yeah. be people that will say, just, you know, go on Google and search on Google. And there are ways you can do it manually. But, you know, for us getting a hold of a tool, understanding the, you know, competitive landscape was a game changer because all of a sudden we could write about these topics that had, you know, three, four, five hundred searches a month, but had barely any competition. Got it. So you're using uh, a tool called Ahrefs, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Or a, I think hard to pronounce a Ahrefs. I think they say <laughs> I saw a meme from them the other day. It was like just to clarify, it's pronounced, and they said you know just put the spelling of it and then not this and the same spelling. So nobody <laughs> okay. knows. Okay. I think it's Ahrefs though. Cool, but you see others that are you know creating their own blogs. What do you think the the mistakes are that you've seen from other brands out there? I think, uh, and I see this, you know, like if you uh, want a certain car and you think it's rare and then you want it and then you see it everywhere, uh, there's some kind of bias. I can't remember what it's called, but I feel like I see this all the time now as every website I go and I'll check their blog and so many companies, so many businesses are blogging uh, like they're sharing their diary. Hey, we just did this update. Hey, we've uh, rolled this feature out. Hey, we've got this new product and it's, you know, nobody cares, right? You know, as a new business, the, the, your blog is not meant to be about uh, keeping your customers up to date because you don't have many customers. Your blog is a traffic acquisition channel and you should be looking for the keywords for the uh, the topics that are going to drive traffic to your website, not updating your customers about the latest developments in your product, right? That's the, for me, the biggest, biggest mistake a lot of people are making. Yeah, I love that. And look, I, I think the way that you said that rings true. The blog's about generating traffic, bringing people into your world, your realm, telling that story and tying it to your products. And then you can use other channels like email and SMS mm. to update customers on, on the things that you were talking about. So I think, you know, really, really well said, but let, let's dive further into like the process of how you write. So it sounds like you're using Ahrefs to analyze competition, right? And opportunity. Mm -hmm. And then what do you do from there? Yeah. So we, um, Admittedly, it's probably not the route that a lot of people will want to take, especially smaller brands, but we have uh, a couple of different brands. We have obviously the training business, and so we kind of pull resources between them, and so we have the ability to be able to grab a couple of tools, which have really uh, accelerated this for us. But the process we've used is using a tool called Surfer SEO, and that really, uh, you punch in your main keyword, and that will give you 
an output of related keywords that Google, uh, it kind of scans the first page of Google and it will then provide these results that's showing you really what Google is looking for in an article that ranks on page one, which of course is everything. And uh, and so we've used that to really include the right amount of keywords, include the right headings, the right structure. It really just guides you. It doesn't do the work for you, but it guides you on uh, you know writing uh, a Google optimized uh, article. Awesome. So a lot of time spent up front using Surfer, mm. right? And the strategy behind the post mm. and what to include and what not to include. Yeah. And then what, an hour writing the post for somebody, you think? Hour yeah. and a half, something yeah. like that. It, yeah, it depends on the on the post type. You know, uh, we have done because our brand is toys. There's a lot of like uh, activity type things we've done, and we've sourced content from other content creators, which is a bit of a hack. You know, you can uh, they're they're pumped to be featured somewhere, and you're pumped because you don't have to write the content, and you can kind of collate all of that. And so there's lots of ways you can do it faster. But generally, I would say yeah, sort of one to two hours, real focused work of writing a around a thousand word article, which is um, you know a, a about the length we're kind of aiming for there. Awesome. And you're doing one of those a week, a few of those a month? At the moment, yeah. Obviously, seeing the results, uh, you know, I kind of track the progress and we're kind of uh, growing in traffic all the time and ranking for more and more keywords. And so it's a little bit addictive for me. So I'm like, well, one isn't enough and we needed to be doing more. And so uh, we're training up a writer at the moment to help us with it. And hopefully then we'll start to do two or three a week. Yeah. But if, if you launch one a week, and 30 days in, you know, each one of those is getting, call it 10 visits mm. a month, right? Mm-hmm. So then, you know, in a month of, of content production, 30 days out, you're getting another 40 visitors a month. I know this sounds like peanuts and everyone talking is probably like, Ben, why the hell are you talking about 40 visits a month? <laughs> yeah. But 12 months later, you know, you're at 50 posts yeah, and now you're at 500 visitors a month, mm-hmm. right? And then you do that again, then, you know, that's how it compounds. And yeah. some of these are really niche. We're talking about STEM. If you're in a, a bigger market that's broader, you know, the results might be different. They may be stronger, yeah. right? So it, it all depends. And maybe you have an audience elsewhere that you can use to promote this. So I think, like, I wanted to get you on here because it's amazing, right? You're talking about two to three hours to write a post a week. You know, maybe one of those hours is is a little bit of upfront research, and now you're going to be ramping that up mm. for obvious reasons based on the results. To you know, call it eight to to twelve a month. I think it's it's fantastic, and you know, it's a mindset that not every founder of a DTC brand who's listening has. Mm. So I really I have a ton of respect for that. Yeah, I think like you say, it's early days. You know, and. Your listeners might think, oh, you know, 50, 70 visits a day, that's nothing. And sure, like on the grand scheme of things, it's not, but it's, it's about that progress and the fact that you can, uh, you know, build something, like you say, that compounds. And I think in business, that's so important because, like I say, that article that you referenced, the, some of the articles are right now, in a year's time, they'll still be growing in traffic, but we've already done the work a year ago. Yeah. One of the best pieces of advice that I got building Privy was that, what gets you to one customer gets you to 10. What gets you to 10 gets you to 100. You can get to 100, you can get to 1,000. And, and no. I think that really rings true for me here. Like, there is no other way to build the engine mm. outside of what you're talking about. So I, I really, I love it. So what about measurement? I mean, you're, you're obviously, you know, you're able to see, you know, each of these posts is generating some traffic. 
Are you just are you using Shopify's analytics for that? Are you using Google Analytics, something bigger? What are you doing there? Yeah, a mixture of uh, both. Definitely for a quick view, Shopify just to see visits, and then Google Analytics to drill down a bit more. But you know, Google Search Console is is actually a bigger one for us now. We're focusing a lot more on SEO because uh, Google Search Console again is something I didn't even know of until like a year ago. I'm like, how do I not know about this? But um, Google Search Console will, will break down all of the queries that uh, you've been found by on Google. It will show you the impressions that your pages have had in search results. It will show you the clicks. The, the queries that were used to get there, the pages and the breakdown. And, you know, there's so much really, really valuable information in there for organic search. And uh, so, yeah, we're, we're regularly looking at that and optimizing around that as well. Awesome. Cool. So we talked about, you know, jumpstarting this program around SEO. Sounds like you're in a great rhythm. What does chapter two look like for you around SEO for the business? Yeah, it looks like really moving beyond uh, informational posts. You know, we are at the moment creating a lot of informational stuff to really build out traffic, build out the authority of the the website. But in time, uh, we obviously are looking to try and rank more money pages, you know, product pages, collection pages. And so, uh, you know, building the strategy out for that is kind of the next phase. Obviously, bringing on a, a writer to help create more content and churn more content out is part of that process. And, um, you know, we're upgrading our process or improving what we do in terms of having more posts with lead magnets in to collect more emails. You know, if we've got posts getting 20, 30 visits a day, we want to make sure we're collecting emails from that traffic. And, um, and yeah, we're going to sprinkle some more product-focused content into the blogs as well so that the, you know, the articles themselves are around products, you know, ways to use the products or the benefits of the products and uh, so that that can drive some more traffic in, in, in time. So revenue as well. Awesome. Well, Ben Donovan, Super STEM, brand builders on the, the Amazon community side. Amazing to hear from someone who's in the trenches, seeing success with kind of the the not so shiny object of, of building content and SEO the old fashioned way. A lot of respect and, and thanks for coming on and sharing with us. Thanks so much for having me on. It's been an honor.